day 197, Joe Biden promised he wouldn't abandon Americans. All right, a lot of news on the plate today. We'll have some uh, Super Bowl talk at the end. I watched it alone, but I'll get into that later. Anyway, um, and it, I liked it. I didn't want to be with a big group of people. I don't know what that says about me, that I'm a recluse, a loser, I'm pathetic, but all are probably true. Uh, Linda, I want to find out later how you're how your cookies went over and your dip went over and whether or not people laughed at the crap that you usually eat. Um, But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, uh, We have a lot of Joe Biden news. Uh, African-Americans are fleeing Joe Biden. Young people are fleeing Joe Biden. We have our pollster, Robert Cahaley. He just polled the Senate race in Pennsylvania. We'll give you the updated numbers he has. Uh, Joe Biden admitted health care costs have exploded Since Obamacare was implemented and passed, uh, we'll get to that. Um, There is a win for the truckers as the Freedom Convoy. Now, five Canadian provinces now have announced they're ending their COVID restrictions, Um, even though Joe Biden is pushing Trudeau to create some sort of confrontation with these with these drivers that have been nothing but peaceful. No evidence that anything Trudeau ever said about them being racist and transphobic. And I mean, he went down the list of the Democratic Socialist Party's playbook of calling people names. No evidence at all. It has been a real peaceful protest. It's almost been like a block party. Um, If, in fact, Russia invades Ukraine, J.P. Morgan is warning that oil could hit a buck, one hundred and fifty dollars a barrel. Get ready. Hold on to your wallets. In other words, um, that would be a disaster. We could fix that. But of course, Joe's, you know, beholden to the new Green Deal environmental, you know, cultists uh, that are in Washington. So that's some bad news today. I'm going to start in a very strange place because I need to set the stage for what I want to really talk about here. Now, I know that we have people that are in this audience that know all about Watergate. I know people in this audience have heard about Watergate, but don't really know the facts about Watergate. I'm, I'm going to do a, a quick summary of what Watergate was all about. It ended with Richard Nixon, then President Nixon's, um, you know, re- resignation. Um, and it was a break in of the Democratic National Headquarters by people indirectly working for President Nixon And then what resulted in a cover up by the administration, their involvement and members of his staff and the involvement of that. And anyway, it um, if if you look at what happened, it happened on June 17th, 1972. This was an election year. And anyway, so you have these guys break into the Democratic National Headquarters in Washington and they also were found to be bugging the building's telephones although they screwed it up the first time, which is pretty interesting. The FBI found that a the name of E. Howard Hunt, former CIA officer involved in another Nixon controversy in the address book of one of the burglars. Shortly thereafter, investigators discovered a cashier's check from 25 grand from the committee for the reelection of then President Nixon in the bank account of one of the burglars. Anyway, Congress, the Justice Department, the press began sus- suspecting a link between the Nixon administration and the break-in. And this is where Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein gained their notoriety and their fame. And anyway, they had a source that was known as Deep Throat, 
who informed them uh, that the administration was trying to cover up their involvement, their knowledge of what had happened. Eventually, a collection of White House tapes that were recorded conversations of then-President Nixon came to light, and Nixon further incriminated himself. He orders literally the dismissal of the special prosecutor, Archibald Cox, at the Justice Department, who had subpoenaed the tapes. There was an 18, 18-and-a-half-minute gap involved in the tapes, too. They tried to erase it as part of the cover-up. And anyway, so by 1972, Nixon was running for re-election, and, you know, it's in the middle of the Vietnam, the country deeply divided, nothing like where it is today. And anyway, I, I, there was no reason because this was never going to be a close presidential race. Nixon won hands down. He ran away with the election. Um, but anyway, they broke into the National Committee, Democratic National Committee's headquarters, stole copies of top secret documents, bugged the office's phones. The bugs failed to work. So. A group of these burglars then returned to the Watergate building, hence the name Watergate, and were preparing to break into the office with a new microphone so they could spy on the Democrats. Some security guard noticed someone had taped over several of the building's uh, doors locks. The guard called the police, who arrived in time to catch them all red-handed. It wasn't clear that these people were connected to the president, though suspicions began to rise. And then anyway, it became August of that year. Nixon gives a speech. His White House staff was not involved in the break in and most believed him. He wins the reelection in a landslide. Uh, it later comes to light. He was not truthful. A few days after the break in, that's when the hush money went to the burglars. Then Nixon and his aides, you know, came up with a plan to instruct the CIA to impede the FBI's investigation. Sound familiar? It kind of is in so many ways, so many parallels here. Um, anyway, so Woodward and Bernstein investigate. They get a source. The source is called Deep Throat. They protect their sources. That's what, when, as a member of the press, I would do myself. Anyway, so when Archibald Cox refused to stop demanding the tapes, he ordered he was ordered fired by Nixon leading several Justice Department officials to resign in protest. It was called the Saturday Night Massacre. Eventually, Nixon agreed to surrender some, but not all of the tapes. That's where the 18-minute gap comes into play. And anyway, early in 74, the cover-up efforts impede Watergate. On March 1st, a grand jury is appointed. New special prosecutor indicted seven of Nixon's former aides on various charges, uh, and the jury, unsure if they can indict a sitting president, called Nixon an unindicted co-conspirator. In July, the Supreme Court ordered that Nixon turn over the tapes. While the president first dragged his feet, the House Judiciary voted to impeach Nixon for obstruction of justice, abuse of power, criminal cover-up, several violations of the Constitution. And on August 5th in 74, Nixon released the tapes, which provided undeniable evidence of his complicity in Watergate. And in the face of almost a certain impeachment by Congress, he resigned on August 8th and Gerald Ford was sworn in as 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 president. And then he then pardoned Nixon for any crimes. Now, why am I bringing this all up? Because many of you may not know that. And why? Because it's relevant to what I'm about to tell you, because what I'm about to explain to you is a little complicated, but it is it is so beyond Watergate. It is so much bigger than Watergate. Now, I guarantee you the mob and the media 
Do you remember when they derided President Trump for claiming that Hillary's campaign had spied on him? You might remember that. Remember that? They, they went after President Trump. He said they, they spied on Trump Tower. Turns out he was right. What we now know because of a filing of John Durham, the special prosecutor, we now know, and he has this in the indictment, Michael Sussman, who we've talked about before, is lawyers for the Clinton campaign, we now know in 2016, paid a technology company to infiltrate servers that belong not only to Trump Tower, but then later the White House in order to establish an inference and a narrative to bring government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia in this filing by special counsel John Durham. Now, Durham filed this in related to the representation of former Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman. Michael Sussman is the guy that has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent. Sussman said he has pled not guilty. The indictment against Sussman says that he told then FBI General Counsel James Baker in September of 2016, less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented purported data and white papers that so-called demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. Durham's filing in a section entitled Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive, Tech Exec One, at a U.S.-based Internet company, Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. Now, why is this important? Because based on what we already knew, what did we know before this? We knew that Hillary Clinton paid for, remember, she funneled money, her money and the DNC money that she controlled, to a law firm, Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie then hires this former MI6 guy by the name of Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele puts together, you know, a series of documents that later become known as the dossier. The dossier, remember the words of Andrew McCabe, the deputy FBI director, if we didn't have the dossier, we wouldn't have any FISA warrants to spy on then-candidate, later transition team, later President Donald Trump. We knew all of this. We've proven all of this. The evidence has been overwhelming and incontrovertible on all of this. Now, at the top of a FISA application, it says verified. We now know that the dossier was full of lies, propaganda, misinformation that Hillary Clinton paid for that she got from Russia. And as early as August of 2016, even people like Bruce Orr were warning, you know, the FBI, hey, that this is political. Remember, Nellie Orr, his wife, worked for Fusion GPS, and that, in fact, that this is not verifiable. Says at the top of a FISA warrant, verified. We now know none of it was verifiable. We know in late 2016, early 2017, that Christopher Steele's subsource said none of this is true. This is nothing but bar talk. And then we know that they kept filing this unverifiable information affirming to a court it's true. I've been warning, if we don't hold the people responsible, it's going to get worse. And this is exactly what, what what's happened. Not, not only it goes right to the Clinton campaign. This investigation's taken three years of my life. Everything that we've ever reported, our ensemble cast of amazing people, 
We got right. John Solomon, Sarah Carter, Greg Jarrett. I can't name everybody. Everybody got it right. And now it's worse than what we thought. Now, if you compare this to Watergate, if you were looking at it and say, you know, Watergate's like going to nursery school or kindergarten. This is graduating from Harvard Business School in terms of what the Clintons did and how the media mob went with nothing but a lie to, to spy on not only a campaign, but on a president of the United States. Far worse than Watergate. And now the question is, will the country, will the media mob, the very same people that advance these lies and conspiracy theories and this huge hoax for three years, will they now start reporting what really happened? My guess is no, because they are liars with no character whatsoever. And but I don't know if they're going to be able to stop this train of Durham from coming. Now, there's some conflicts in here we got to get to as well. But uh, well, more on the other side, I'll give you more of the details of this. Listen, inflation, 40-year high, everything you buy is more expensive. Filling up your car, heating, cooling your home, uh, groceries, housing, you name it. It is, it is literally destroying the poor and the middle class in this country as we speak. You need to find areas in your life where you can save large amounts of money. Your wireless bill is one of the areas you can. Uh, for whatever reason, many of you have been sticking with the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and our friends at Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company, uh, will give you the exact same service with the exact same cell towers, the exact same 5G network, the exact same number of bars on your phone, the exact phone, the exact phone number, and you're saving, on average, for a family close to 1000 bucks a year. And the more phone lines that you have, the more you're going to save. For example, you're going to have four separate phone lines. They will include talk, text, and data for all four phones and it's only 64 bucks. That's 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 not per line. That's 64 bucks for only those four phones. How cool is that? Anyway, all you have to do to join the stampede away from big carriers and put money in your pocket for the exact same service is dial pound 250, say the keyword save now. You'll save an additional 25% off your first 3 months today. Pound 250, keyword save now from our friends at Pure Talk. 